Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Topical Brainstorm. I am Garrett Fox. I'm here with Christian Larson. Christian, how are you? I'm good, Garrett. How are you? Doing well. Um, dude, I liked this chapter because... Uh, so this chapter is about Socrates, and it's really cool to me that someone that lived like, what was it, 22 or 2200 years ago still has like that big of an impact on, on the things we think about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have no idea when he actually was on this planet, but I'll, uh, trust you. I agree. It's, it's impressive. You think back on those times and it seemed like, it seems like we've come so far, but there were obviously some really deep thinkers back then, um, who had a lot of stuff figured out, you know? Yeah. It's impressive. It is impressive. Um, I, so just to be clear, I just looked up the exact living time of Socrates, and it was 469 to 399 BC. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah, pretty close. You were pretty close. Um, yeah. This chapter just tells Socrates' method of getting people to agree with him. Um, what he would do is just get people saying yes. He'd ask them questions that he knew they couldn't disagree with, and he'd just keep leading them. I think in court, this would be called like leading the witness, which I don't think is allowed. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you just get them to agree with you over and over again until you transition into stuff that you think is right and then they're way more likely to agree with you because their brain is psychologically programmed at that point to just say yes which is kind of interesting to me yeah i that is interesting socrates what i grew up learning about him was the the socratic method right which del carnegie mentions in this chapter but my understanding of the Socratic method was much more along the lines of, um, well, I guess I'm still trying to, to form the connection between what Dale Carnegie says and what the Socratic method is in my brain, right? Well, so I don't think I've ever actually heard of the Socratic method, so explain that. Okay, so my understanding is... It's a form of, you know, it's a conversation you have with someone where maybe it would be better if we Google it. Let's see. No, I'm going to try to try to explain. Okay. So it's, it's a form of teaching or a conversation where you use questions like, like a Socratic seminar, right? I don't know if you've heard of that, yeah, but uh, no, it's basically something where a teacher asks a question and then she has the students like debate it. Right. She okay. or he, let's, you know, I don't mean to uh, make the teacher a woman. Um, 
necessarily. The the teacher has the students debate it, right? But yeah. it's it's interesting that Dale Carnegie took that and used it as a way of convincing someone to your side of things. I feel like my understanding is Socrates was just like, it's a way to be open-minded where you can learn about things and like get to the best possible hypothesis through arguing, but like in a beneficial um, way just to get to like the best possible conclusion through discussion and, an argument, but I, I mean, I guess that is related to being able to be in a situation with someone and, you know, get them thinking about your hypothesis or your thoughts. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's still kind of fuzzy for me. Yeah. Um, I'm sure at some point I learned about the Socratic method. I just don't remember it like at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I I obviously don't remember it that well either. But <laughs> well, I mean, what did you think about how Dale about what Dale said about Socrates and how how he uses this yes 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 method? I thought it was interesting. He talked about um. So, at the very start of the chapter, I'll read a little bit. He talks about, In talking with people, don't begin by discussing the things on which you differ. Begin by emphasizing and keep on emphasizing the things on which you agree. And make it clear that you are both striving for the same end and that your only difference is one of method and not of purpose. I thought that was interesting. I think that applies to a lot of arguments and conversations you can have with someone where you both want you both want what's best, right? Like that's the end goal. You want the best result. You have different ways of getting there and you try to discuss it. Um and I think I think the one thing I would disagree with here is that you should have an open mind and instead of like on the very get go, be like, I'm going to get them saying yes. So I can eventually convince them on the get go. You should be like, I could be wrong. I'm going to see like how much they agree with me, but I think you should keep an open mind knowing that the other person could be right in the end. If that makes sense. Okay. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. I don't know. I think that I think that by going to things that you know they can't disagree with, you're often finding common ground by doing that. Which it's in my mind it's never a bad thing to find common ground. I do agree with you. You should have an open mind and be able to think like, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't, I also see the benefit of finding that common ground where, you know, it could go either way where, where you're, you're, you both could be right at that point, but you're, you're agreeing on these questions or you're asking these questions that are 
you clearly both have the same answer to, and that is yes, whatever that question may be. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said there about it's always a good thing to find common ground. I, I, I agree with you. I think that's a great place to start in all conversations. And I mean, I don't think that Dale Carnegie necessarily, I mean, it seems that he focuses in this chapter on trying to convince someone, right? But he has mentioned before in other chapters about how there's a really good chance you're wrong a lot of the time, right? Um, like he's, he's made that point pretty clear. Um, so I guess I just wanted to, to emphasize that cause I don't feel like he did in this specific chapter, but I agree. I think finding common ground is, is a great first step. And I don't think that happens enough in, in today's world and in politics and that whole mess. Dude, it's getting crazy out there. Yeah. Elections getting close. Dude, what, what is today? The 17th, November 3rd is the election. So like, uh, two weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. That's coming up. Yeah. I was actually at the dog park today and, uh, this guy had a Joe Biden sticker on his, uh, like a, like a pin on his sweater. Nice. And I didn't, I didn't notice it until I was walking past and this guy with a stroller walks toward the Joe Biden supporter. And he's like, Hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, why are you voting for Joe Biden? And the guy with the sticker, the pin was just like, you know, I just lean progressive. That's just, that's just the way I lean on things. And, and he brought up how he wanted, like, he was sick of the, what did he say? The personal chaos that's going on in the White House. Yeah. Um, you know, which feels like a valid point. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump is is chaotic. That's one thing that he uh, he is at times. Just his actions. Not his actions. His words, at least, I would say. But, yeah, you know, it was a reasonable response. And then the guy with the stroller was just like, yeah, but what what actual uh policy do you like that joe biden has like he was just he was just like kind of pushing him on it yeah and it and it it, fe- it felt like it was gonna get a little heated and i think it, it would have been i don't think the joe biden supporter was like he he seemed very mild-mannered the other guy seemed pretty contentious from the get-go but yeah. um then the joe biden supporter his dog started getting humped somewhere. So (laughs) he had, he had to run off and the conversation ended, but yeah, I don't know. It's getting, it's getting, there's just so much polarization, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a bummer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And personally, I don't think I'll ever confront anyone about who they're voting for. That's not my style. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking someone like if you're advert, if I was advertising who I'm going to vote for, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone asking me why, if they do it in a, in a manner that is respectful and not contentious and legitimately curious about why I'm going to vote that way, you know, for sure, for sure. Um, I don't think as as do you I'm pretty sure I don't think there's anything wrong with real discourse like solid 
um, respectful discourse, you know, like nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I don't know, man, this is just crazy world. A lot of smells, a lot of smells. (laughs) That's true. That is true. It's Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ability to find common ground well, not necessarily the ability, but like the desire to, you know, it seems like nobody wants to do that anymore in, in politics, you know? Yeah. And, and to go back to what you were saying, like, yeah, I, I've gotten much more into politics this last four or five months. Um, like started listening to like some podcasts and just like following the news more than I have ever in my life. Yeah. And I, I definitely, you know, I've, I've kind of figured out which way I lean, but I also just want to learn more. And I, I definitely have been feeling a desire to understand the other side better, you know, understand people's opinions. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, just like the ability to have that conversation. And I've been kind of like wanting to have conversations like that you know like i was i was interested to listen in on that conversation that got cut short at the dog park today because i i do just want to understand other people's opinions and i think yeah i think finding common like if you start one of those conversations if you don't find common ground at the beginning it's much more likely to lead to a contentious conversation or a negative interaction yeah like the one seems to be becoming today um but yeah, I think I think using this as the principal says at the end of this chapter um basically says get the other person saying yes yes immediately. Um and whether that's to convince someone or to just get someone, you know, relaxed so that you can have a real conversation, I think either way it's it's a positive thing. Yeah, I agree. Um I think there's there's a quote from from one of our our church leaders. I can't remember which one, but he basically says, I can't even gosh, I can't even remember the quote exactly. But he's talking about like standing up for what you believe in and always being in, in a, an example. And then he at the end of the quote, he says, and when you have to use words and yeah. I think that's that's very important when approaching um, uh, a potential or would-be argument to, you know, just keep a cool head. Just like Dale says, like, anytime you lose your cool and, and yell at people, um, you're setting a bad example, first of all. And second of all, it doesn't work. Like, no one is convinced of what you have to say. They just cling to what, what they previously thought. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Crazy world, man. (laughs) It is crazy. Uh, another thing that's, so we actually, we haven't recorded an episode in like two weeks, right? Um, Something like that. Yeah. So my, my new job, I'm working for a nonprofit. Um, and they, they do a lot of different things. They've got me working with community council members and updating this like training manual 
for community council members. And this is this is a world that I I knew nothing about a month ago, right? Yeah. Like all that goes on in in developing and like building a city. And I've gained a lot of respect for a lot of and learned a lot about a lot of those things. Um it's in it's in Salt Lake and I I'm just trying, you know, learning all I can about that. So I watched a city council meeting. Oh, dude, so boring. <laughs> well, no, it actually, it actually wasn't. This one really? wasn't. I've wow. So they have work sessions, and yeah, I watched one of those, and very boring. But this was like an open, open, de- like not open debate, open comment. So anyone who lived in Salt Lake could call in and give their opinion on, on a few of the topics that were being discussed. Right. Yeah. And so was this done through like the internet then? Yeah. I, I watched like the live stream on YouTube and you can, there are a few different ways to access it. Right. But, um, Salt Lake, at least they live stream them to YouTube and then they're all saved on YouTube, like all their meetings. Wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, the the mayor of Salt Lake just put out this winter plan for COVID, which is basically, and it, a, a big chunk of it is how to deal with the homeless people, right? Yeah. And I don't know the actual, actual words in the plan, but what it sounds like is they try to reach out. They like, you know, setting up a tent somewhere on the street is illegal. Right. But homeless people do that a lot. And then cops have to like go break those up. That's what happened. That's what's happened a lot in the past. Right. Which, which can be inhumane in, in a way. Right. Cause like there's just nowhere for these homeless people to go. Yeah. But the mayor's plan was to like the cops have to go to 48 hours beforehand. They have to go talk to those homeless people. They go along with social workers who try to provide resources for these the people experiencing homelessness. And they try to get them into shelters or try to, you know, help them in any way they can. And I guess the day before the city council meeting was like the first day of that. And after all the outreach, only like two people accepted a shelter of the people who were on the streets. Yeah. Of like all everybody they reached out to. And I don't know all the statistics, but apparently that was a huge failure. Um anyway, it was like a five hour long meeting, and four hours of that were people people calling in to just like call the mayor a terrible person, tell her that she was like doesn't care at all about these homeless people, and just like just like they were just vicious, right? like rude and like outraged and all this stuff. And like almost every call was, was someone against the mayor and their plan. Right. And then there were a few people who called in and were just like, Hey, we understand that homelessness is an issue and it's a hard situation to be in, but like we support the police and we support like clean neighborhoods. And we realize there's like a crime element that goes on with homelessness. And then someone else would come on and just like, call they would like anyone who held that standpoint of like we understand homelessness is hard but like we want clean we want a clean city those people were just like considered absolute villains by all these other people calling in anyway it was it was interesting but it was also a realization for me of just how how different people see the world right like different viewpoints there are 
and you know I just there's so much to learn and understand about other people's viewpoints and other people's situations and i've been talking for a long time now but i feel like no one really strived to find common ground or like sympathize with the mayor they were just like you're terrible i don't know i think a lot can be done to find common ground to actually i feel like to make progress at all you have to find common ground and negotiate you know uh yeah, I'd agree with that. Sorry, uh, I feel like I talked forever and didn't really say no, anything. But You're good. Um, it really is important to find common ground in any sort of confrontational setting. If you want to win, and in this case we'll define winning as just like bring your point across. They don't even have to agree with you in the end. We'll just say bring your point across in an effective way. The only way to win um, is to keep a level head and find common ground. And you can find common ground really easily with this principle of, of yes, yes, yes. Ask them a question, like a softball question, like is homelessness... Um, bad we'll say uh, don't even say bad like say is home is homelessness optimal for everyone of course it's not everyone would agree with that a homeless person would agree that being homeless sucks you know like yeah. people that live around a lot of homeless people also think it sucks because it drives it drives their property values down uh, high crime rates like you said Everyone agrees that homelessness sucks, including the homeless. That's like a softball question. Then you could follow it up with maybe, um, I don't know, something. (laughs) Just get them to say yes again. Like Find the common ground in the argument where you both agree on, you know, and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. You know, I just, I wish there was a way to get more people to do it. You know, (laughs) it feels like that's not the default ever for anybody, especially in this day and age when it's so easy to just express your outrage on the internet and that's the end of it. You know, like no one ever gets convinced of anything on comment sections on the internet, but that's where so much um of like that's where people express their opinions a lot of the time you know yeah it's just Um, a frustrating system yeah you're right i just realized that i forgot to uh actually switch the setting over to my microphone so i hope the sound quality on this is pretty okay (laughs) (laughs) oh uh so that's gonna be fun but uh yeah, I agree with you. Wait, say that last part again. What was that um, last thing you said? I just said it's a frustrating system that we have going on. Was that the very last thing I said? I think I so. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, it's super frustrating. But I will say if you do your part and not you specifically, but if if everyone does their part, in keeping a level head in their arguments and knowing that 
there is common ground, then that's so hard to if if you individually can do that, then you're going to be way better off with everyone you talk to. Everyone's going to like you more, whether they agree with you or not, you know, just because you're a civil, nice person. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible to get everything, everyone to do that. But I guess we can start with, with ourselves, you know? Yeah, it's for really sure. The only, the only thing we can do. It's good advice. And our audience, you know, don't be confrontational. <laughs> our audience of, I think we had like 12 listeners on the last, last episode. I can actually, I have that up right now. You Thir- do? 13 people have listened to it. Dude, you want to know something funny? Yeah. So with mine and Nate's podcast, um, we have our first episode um has 47 listeners wow and then our next one has 24 and then 12 and then 25 and then 18 and i'm just like man people are just clicking on our first episode to see if we're any good at all and clearly (laughs) we're not (laughs) it's really funny Well, getting better though, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a lot better. It's I'm having a lot of fun with these podcasts. I have to admit, I've only listened to your first two episodes. So Dude. Our I the need one, to Go ahead, my bad. I was gonna say we have one coming out in a couple of weeks where we talk about scams. Yeah. And it is so funny. Like <laughs> It's great. I tell an embarrassing story. My brother, we had him on as a guest, and he tells an embarrassing story. Um, it's a lot of fun. So watch for that one. All right, I will. I need to listen to all of them, but I need to catch you up. Should. Yeah. So one question I have for you. One other topic he, he touches on in this chapter is near the end he talks about so he he brings up this chinese proverb that says he who treads softly goes far uh what do you what do you think about that and when do you think that that holds true and do you think there are any time there are any times when it doesn't um, I think you, uh, this is tough, dude. Cause uh, like, let's give the example of Donald Trump. He definitely does not tread softly. True. But he's gone pretty far, you know, <sighs> like the dude's the president of the United States. That's uh, almost as far as you can go. Um, he's also a billionaire. <laughs> so obviously you can get pretty far with brute force i think you in the long run you'll be way more effective by being more diplomatic and more by treading softly um i think you can be more effective in getting your points across and usually you you have a when you're more diplomatic you have a mindset of you know maybe i'm wrong on this 
I think you're more likely to see when you're wrong and when you're right if you have that uh, that that ability to tread softly. Yeah, that. Uh, I like that answer. I I think Donald Trump was a good example because I agree with you. He definitely is not a soft treader. Yeah, but and I will say in this case, that's pro- I think that's why he got elected in the first place was because people were tired of the mm-hmm. the crap. So they, you know, they hired a jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's exactly what I was going to bring up. I think, you know, he's done he's done a lot of things. You know, he's gotten a lot of stuff done, and he, you know, he's 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 kept a lot of his promises too. Yeah. Like as, as much as people call him a liar because he hyperbolizes everything. That's not, not an exaggeration. Everything. (laughs) That is not a hyperbole. hyperbole. (laughs) You know, he's, he's done a lot of, I think he's done some decent things in there and I think he's taken on a lot of battles that have, should have been taken on a long time ago. And I agree, you know, he's been effective in a lot of ways. I do think, like you said, you can go a lot further. And I think I think that's probably true most of the time. And I definitely think it holds up better long term if you tread softly, you know, the majority yeah. of the time. It also makes me think, you know, the example of, of Jesus, right? Like, I would say he treaded softly. 99% of the time but like when he had to take care of business and I'm talking about like when he threw all of those traders and merchants out of the temple yeah like that's what that I was, was yeah I figured but just just to be clear for anybody who, who wasn't thinking that um you know I think there are also times to make it clear what you believe and stand firm in that belief you know um and not put up with any crap. Which I agree. I agree that there are, you know, this way that Del Carnegie lays out is more diplomatic and probably more effective the great majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of the example he gave a few chapters back um, where he talks about this famous lawyer that was really good at his job. And he was good at his job by just being respectful to the jury. He'd turn to them and he'd use, he'd use the terms that like Dale mentioned where he's like, imagine this, you know, and then he'd, he'd start off with softballs, getting them to say yes. Like, yes, that's right. Yes, this is right. Yes, that's right. And then he'd just build up that way to his point where eventually there was no other option but to see what he was saying was was the truth you know um treading softly can get you very far yeah and And i read sorry go ahead i was just gonna say that's that's what he says about this chinese proverb he says they have spent five thousand years studying human nature those cultured chinese and they have garnered a lot of uh, pers- oh shoot! Don't know how to say that word. 
purse. Oh shoot! <laughs> I don't even want to try. You gotta try. Per, it's like, oh my gosh! I'm gonna embarrass myself. I want to say it's purse. Oh gosh! I don't want to do it. <laughs> wow! What page is it on? It's like the very last sentence. Oh. Okay. How do you say that? You say it. <laughs> perspicacity. Like perspicuous? Per perspicacity is how I'd say it. I don't know if that's right. Perspicacity. I just looked it up. The quality of having a ready insight into things or shrewdness. Okay. okay. Anyway, he's he's calling them smart. He's calling those Chinese people smart. So. <laughs> and that's yeah. fair. Um, they do have some very wise proverbs. Um, was Confucius Chinese? I want to say yes, but... I think he was. Don't hold me accountable on that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, they're smart. It's a very smart thing to do. Um, I listened to a podcast called Kingpins, and it talks about, like, drug lords. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, and... A lot of the really successful ones um, are able to just sit back and they're very diplomatic about what they do and they're very like they're not flashy mm-hmm. until you know eventually they become opposite of how they started and that's when they fall, which hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so yeah, just be. Be soft, tread lightly. It'll it'll get you where you need to go for sure. Stay humble. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh I don't have anything left to add. Uh me neither. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Uh give us a like and a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.